You're now listening to Live Chat Radio. And he said that if I got to deal with it, you, you're going to have to deal with it. Welcome to Live Chat Radio, where we do exactly what the name says. We chat about life. I'm your host, E. Cal with E. Calloway Management. And I am Felicia Bitten with the Zoe Communications Agency and Alicia Magazine. Welcome to the show, everyone. Yeah, welcome. So first things first, don't forget we remind you every single week to make sure you are following us all over social media. We are Live Chat Radio on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. So we'd love to hear from you. Please go and follow. Yes, and make sure that you are subscribed right now on our website, livechatlive.com. Very simple. Just type that into your search engine and you'll pop, it'll pop right up. And uh, we'll be keeping you up to date on all of the things that we're doing for 2017. We actually have a few events that are already on the calendar that we're planning for. So make sure that you go and connect with us. Um, you know, books to read, places to go, people to watch. Right on. Including Live Chat Radio. Live Chat Radio. So what's so funny is that we're actually uh, getting ready to do an event on the 15th and that is what we are talking about today and if you're signed up on our website you're going to be getting an email about it in the next couple of days so today's show is called it's so cliche but it's so (laughs) it's so uh we're trying to not make it specific the rest of the show won't be cliche but the name of the show is cliche because we're getting ready to celebrate the good reverend dr martin luther king so today's show is all about um i have a dream and the event oh wait are you gonna do like like say that with timber in your voice i have a dream okay okay that was interesting (laughs) (laughs) that was good Uh, so we have a couple of uh guests on with us today who have an event um centered around uh i have a dream and uh we'll be talking about uh talking to them later on today so marcus lloyd and antoine Malone. Malone. so yes um did you know that the portion of the i have a dream part in the speech was not planned Really? That was not written down. He actually had written it, like, you know, the night before, and he stayed up all night trying to write that portion, and he had something else. And um, it's it's a specific point in the speech that he lifts up his head and he looks out at the people. Uh-huh. And um, I think it's Aretha Franklin that's in the background that's like, tell him about the dream. Yeah. And then he goes into the oh, I have a dream her. portion. Esther, of I did this, not of know this. That. Isn't that crazy? That's really interesting. Yeah. I had no clue, actually. That that yeah, I didn't know either until I, I read it. I mean, I um, I learned about it on a podcast. Look at there. See? Listen, you Listen, guys better it, pay attention to them podcasts. Y'all, y'all sleep on a podcast live and tell y'all. <laughs> It'll change your life for real. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so I thought funny. that was really neat. So um, today, you guys, we are, uh, of course, we're talking to them. And so we're going to talk about uh, our word for today and then our quote for today. And then, of course, you know, we have some things like Donald Trump that we're going to discuss. Oh, my God. Okay. It's yeah. happening soon. We'll get into that momentarily. Soon and very well, soon. Well. He will be our president. That's weird. I don't want to think about that in this moment. Um, So in the meantime, we'll talk about our word of the day and our quote of the day. How's about that? 
So our word of the day is uh, hopefully a word that you know. It is relentless. Yes, I hope y'all know that. Uh, if you don't know re- <laughs> relentless, then, you know. But introduce it into your vocabulary again, especially as you enter into the first of this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the word relentless is, uh, means uh, oppressively constant or incessant. So mm-hmm. the really interesting thing about the word relentless is that even though it sounds like a common word, I really find the descriptors used to define the word incredibly interesting, like oppressively constant, mm-hmm. meaning that you're beating up against doing that thing over and over and over again, right. oppressively constant. So yeah. I think it's kind of fascinating. I think it is, too. And that's definitely what we need to be for 2017 is relentless. Right on. Um, so the quote for today is. Um, from the good doctor, of course, and it says, we must face the fact that in America, the church is still the most segregated major institution in America. At 11 o'clock on Sunday morning, when we stand and sing and Christ has no east or west, we stand at the most segregated hour in this nation, which is sad, but very true. Um, So, you know, thank you, Dr. Martin Luther King, for letting us know that Sundays are segre- segregated. Yeah, and you know, he said that, I'm sure, 50, 60 years ago, and it still stands true today. Uh, there's been a lot of fight to try to bring the church together, but I wonder if there is a real tried and true desire for us to come together. I think the event that's happening um, on the 15th that we're talking about today is centered around um, the church not being segregated. <laughs> so uh, we'll see what kind of results and what kind of conversation is generated from today yes absolutely um so you know i know you don't want to talk about this but we kind of do have to mention that donald trump is going to become our president okay. of the united okay. states of america i find it only appropriate to talk about that because of what we are discussing today and so since we're discussing community <laughs> and unity more specifically then okay then we can talk a little bit more in detail about donald trump what you got yeah, so so what is what's the actual date I what's think- his induction date the third? The twentieth? Okay, so oh, let's see, countdown. So we're at twelve days. T minus twelve days. T minus twelve days until um we have a new commander in chief and that would be Donald Trump. I can't believe I just said that. It's almost depressing. It's kinda is. I'm- you know what? I hate that I have to say that right now because I have a lot of friends and family members and loved ones, I'm sure, that voted for Donald Trump. Um, but I don't know. I feel like, especially while we're trying to talk about and celebrate this thing called unity, that it's really hard to do when we've experienced so much of a person who it seems is not of the same mindset. Yeah. And you know what? I Here's my prayer for him because I... We should we're start called, praying for yeah, him. Yeah, we're called to right. pray for our uh, We should definitely start praying for him if we haven't already. So my prayer for him is that, and I think that this is going to happen naturally, um, is that he really understands how diverse the U.S. is and that it's not just one-sided, right? And so my thing has been about diversity is that people think that it's black and white and it's not. It's so gray. It's so many things that kind of fall in the middle of that. And it seems like he's just kind of leaning on one side or the other instead of falling in the middle. Well, there's a lot of, he has a lot of things to say about what 
what he proclaims to believe and be and he's not the kind of guy he says that is trying to incite that like I don't feel like he's necessarily doing it on purpose I feel like so much of that is just in his character so not that I I, I don't know if there's ever been a president really in the last 20 years that I've just been like rah rah sis boom bah yay mm-hmm. that guy mm-hmm. but the thing that you can say about Barack is that he had the uh, he had this demeanor and this mannerism where he was trying to be inclusive right. and his attempt to be inclusive turned a whole lot of people off mm-hmm. but the reality is that the United States is a melting pot of just a crap load of people who are all of all shades and breeds and whatever so what he tried to do what Obama tried to do mm-hmm. was celebrate that and honor that and respect that and it got him in a lot of trouble in a lot of different ways but I feel like Donald Trump is uh, he's just the opposite of that kind of a guy like he's not the kind of guy who's gonna celebrate and honor and be excited about trying to be quote inclusive right and it's a different kind of guy and I feel like is that is that really what we need right now? Do we need someone that's... Because I think that that's a popular word. It's been a popular word for the past year and a half, being inclusive, right? Sure. And so, you know, we know what that means logistically, but is that what we want our commander-in-chief commander in chief to be? So I agree that Barack was totally inclusive. Um, and there was a lot of things that he put into play and laws that he passed that showed that... Um, I don't know if that was necessarily the best thing. I don't know. Well, we're going to get the polar opposite now, so I guess we'll find out. Yes, we will. <laughs> so, you guys, it's 2017. Oh, um, my we hope, God. We hope y'all had a great new year. Man. Yeah. We're like eight days into 2017. And we're that eight is days in. Seven, well, what is today? Seven? Yeah, by eight, the time this no, airs, eight. it'll be okay. It'll be, it'll be oh, 12. What is the eighth? By the time, it's or, weird. Or 11, by the time it's very strange. It it's very strange. Yeah, so we hope that um, you guys take on this word for today for the whole year. Yeah. Let this be your word for the year. Be relentless with whatever it is that you're planning, whatever it is that you're, the goals that you're setting. You know, I'm not a resolution type person, but whatever yes, goals that you're setting mm-hmm. for the year, make sure that you are relentless in accomplishing those. So we have, um, again, two guests that are that are coming in today, and we're very excited to talk about their event that we'll be virtually hosting on the uh, 15th. Yeah, we'll, so yeah, yeah. Um, we'll be right back with those special guests.
Hey guys, welcome back to Life Chat Radio, and we are here ready to dive into our interview with the good doctor, reverend, just kidding. They're none of those things. Maybe, maybe the reverend Warren. Maybe the reverend-ish part. I'll take doctor. Oh. Call you doc. What up, doc? Oh, Please yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah. Please no. let me say your names first okay, before right. you go into your uh, whatever Please. that is. Please continue. <laughs> so we're here with uh, Marcus Lloyd and Antoine Malone. Uh, fake applause goes right Welcome. here. Welcome to Live Chat Radio. Good. There's so many people in the studio. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lady in the front. I love y'all. Right on. So these are the guys who are hosting um, the event Community. You see what they did there? It's com.unity, as in community. On, um, we, I just figured that out, too. Yeah, she did. It took me a while, too. Wow. Okay. I was <laughs> about okay. to say she's quick, but no, apparently no, apparently no, no we're not. We're, we're very slow. It took me a while, too. I said it out loud to yeah. somebody, and I was like, Oh, that's yeah, clever guys. It's like there. a grenade. It just takes a minute. You gotta wait for yep, it. Yeah, yeah. Wait for it. So they are uh, the it's guys like who are first gift that we gave. Congratulations! <laughs> They're spearheading the event happening on January the fifteenth. That will be virtual hosting. Um, so before we dive into the conversation, we're gonna give you each thirty seconds 
Uh, somebody turn on a timer. This is our first time doing this on Live Chat Radio. Wow, this is um, yeah, you're, you're okay. We're going to use this it on you guys. We're using it. Well, we have... Folks like to talk about themselves, as we've learned on Live Chat. And Which you guys fine. feel like uh, the kind of people who would talk about yourself for a long time. So, um, you have 30 seconds. Wow. We're going to let Antoine go first, <laughs> because I feel like he can set the stage for you very well. Marcus. Mr. Marcus Lloyd. <laughs> you ready? Yeah, see how they do me now. Any old, any old kind of way. Yeah. Antoine, yeah. you're right. up. My name's Antoine. Wait, wait. Uh-uh. Oh, ready? Oh, oh ready, the clock. The set. Clock. Okay. Go. All right. My name's Antoine Malone. I'm married. Uh, I am the young adult pastor of Elevate Young Adult Ministries in Collin County. Uh, it's a ministry that is uh, associated, associated with multiple churches. Uh, it's very unique. If you want to check it out, elevateministry.net. Uh, if you're a young adult in Collin County, then we want to see you. Um, I am passionate about the church and therefore passionate about the ways the church can bring life to uh, issues in the community, including race. Oh, you were good job, man. Yeah, oh. Got it Got it in. Very good. I learned something about you. Oh, I mean, he's married, by the way. I am married. Yeah. I don't know what the first thing. That's awesome. That's not what I was talking about. I learned. That's the way you're supposed to do it. Okay. Okay, Marcus, you ready? Marcus, you're up. You ready? Thirty seconds. Ready? Go. All right, Marcus Lloyd. I'm the director of external focus at Wood Creek Church up in the Richardson area. I'm also uh, one of the founders of uh, Threaded, which is an organization committed to inspiring racial reconciliation, uh, relationships, reconciliation, and collaborative action. And uh, I live up in the McKinney area, and um, like with Antoine, I love to bring churches together and bring unity, and I too am married. Mm. Boom, right. how much time? 24 points. Hey, they said 30 seconds. You, you took, took it all over. So I, I, I actually did my 30 seconds. Okay. Okay. Right. Enough, guys. <laughs> Enough, guys. No, but but all, all, all joking aside, like you guys are really influential in Collin County. And so we really appreciate you guys being on Live Chat Radio and actually just uh, including us in what's happening on next what Sunday? Actually. Next Sunday. Happening yeah. next right. Sunday. <gasps> it's yeah, here. It's All right. Yeah, it is. Um, so we want to kind of dive in a little bit. So first of all, who is this event really geared toward? And you know, if, is that the church? And if it is the church, why? Yeah, uh, it's definitely geared toward the church. I think this this particular event has been done for multiple years up yeah. in the Collin County area by the MLK Steering Committee. And it's always been at a church. It's been with an all-community choir. But when you go, they, they didn't capture a lot of uh, Martin Luther King things. But then at the same time, you're at a church. you got a, you got a church choir singing church songs. And we right. don't uh, sort of embrace the opportunity. So we decided this year, I came in and got connected with their uh, producer of that and said, hey, what if we directed this literally at the, the, the body of Christ in the community? Mm -hmm. uh, especially around reconciliation because... This particular idea of racial reconciliation, reconciliation as a whole, is something that is really um, distinctive to mm -hmm. the church because we have a God who is a reconciling God. Yes. So we feel like the church is the one, if it's going to be anybody, the church, uh, the body of Christ as far as uh, the believers in Jesus, have all the tools to really have this conversation. So we want to ignite the church and inspire the church to take their place as ambassadors of reconciliation. Right, to really be the leader of that, of that movement. Absolutely, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, so that's really it. So it so it focuses on the church. Mm -hmm. um, how do you keep the the word unity because it's very cliche? How do you Can keep be. that? Yeah. How do you keep that word 
fresh and new to the body of Christ specifically and to the target audience for this event. Yeah, I feel like the church thinks that it does unity already uh, in some capacity, but I don't know how often they're really challenged to think about and do what the word really means. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, so how do you keep it feeling like something that's just not another cliche? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that that's the, a great way to start that yes, answer. I Thank you for being honest. I, I, I don't know exactly. Um, it feels though that maybe we can um, continue to show how we're not quite there, mm-hmm. uh, and and you know, as you would do anything that you pursue, you continue to uh, gauge your progress, and you say, okay, well, we said it should look this way. <clears throat> Does it look that way yet? And mm-hmm. and you keep. What refreshes the conversation is the new problems that arise. Some of my old problems, but some of them are new problems or problems that haven't been talked about yet. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the ways we're we're talking about it in some of the places that I am communicating is uh, the concept of the importance of reconciliation to unity. Mm-hmm. I don't think the reconciliation. Uh, as a key aspect of a uh, pathway to unity has really been talked about well. Mm. Uh, to, to take two very common ideas and say one really leads into the other it may, may be a fresh take, uh, yeah. uh, at least uh, to emphasize it in that way. And then so you start to break down reconciliation. So, mm. so you say reconciliation leads to unity, therefore unity has these reconciled elements to it. What is that? Mm-hmm. And you say, okay, reconciliation is confession and forgiveness. Therefore, unity is the product of confession and forgiveness. And that's a fresh way to talk about unity yeah. as opposed mm-hmm. to just saying unity is people doing things together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's mm-hmm. good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel like people kind of get lost. They don't do that step. Or after the forgiveness has happened, they like the feeling of holding on to the past. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to get to the point of what really unity feels like because mm-hmm. they like mm-hmm. feeling like they have something <laughs> on somebody else. Right. Right. What or happens, over someone. Yeah, yeah. What happens if I forgive, right. quote, white people? Right, you know, right. what happens right. when I forgive them? Then I don't have anything to hold over them anymore mm-hmm. because I like really being able to be mad about it. Yeah. yeah. And the Bible it exposes that mm. right like I mean it's constantly exposing that I mean I think about the uh, the, the servant the ungrateful servant right and, mm. and the Bible talks about where the, the, the servant goes to uh, the king and he owes him something right and mm-hmm. the king's like I'm gonna forgive you all of your debts and so he walks out of there he's like all right I've been forgiving all my debts cool I'm out He's walking down the street. He sees his brother over here that owes him some money. He goes and chokes five him out dollars. the street. Give me my five dollars. Yeah, hey, you remember, you, yeah, you remember right. I loaned yeah, you that money exactly, last week, right? right? So he goes in and chokes that cat out in the street. Take kneecaps out for five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that man ain't got no kneecaps now. No, yes. but the king finds out about it. He's like, hey, man, I just gave you everything. Like, I gave, yeah. I, I released you of all your stuff. You can't release this brother here. You, yeah. You're you not really understanding the fullness of what this means. Yeah. Sure. And so I think that, again, the Bible exposes that. And so that's why I think these events particularly talk Talking to the church in this area is so important because the church uh, has the opportunity to understand it just by being more biblically literate. Mm-hmm. That's you know good. I mean? yes, uh, and, and one thing I would push back a little bit on is, uh, you know, I've been in this unity work now for close to 10 years. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say that that people don't think we're unified. Okay. Uh, in fact, the most of the time when I would talk about it, I remember 10 years ago when I would say, Hey, I'm really trying to bring the churches together so we can be unified. People would laugh in my face. Yes, yeah, uh, Christians sure. would laugh in sure, my face, sure, sure. and they would go, "Well, that would be nice." Yeah, right. And so uh, it's so funny, right? Because we know what we're supposed to be doing, but we actually don't 
if, if, if in my experience, I don't find people who actually believe that God is power, powerful enough to create unity amongst his people. Huh. Like he just can't do it. It's weird. Huh? It's real strange, right? Very so nice. that's what I love. And so I love what Antoine was talking about. I think there's a freshness to it in that people really are starting to see that there's maybe a possibility. They're also seeing the fact that there's these things that are making us uh, exposing our disunity, which is racial, you know, uh, segregation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the world is recognizing that about the church, and so I think it's just naturally bringing a freshness to the conversation. How long people want to keep having that conversation yeah. is a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a whole, yeah. that's a whole. So yeah. That's yeah. A whole but I think that it's, it's absolutely necessary, specifically in in the church, because a lot of people see the church as so divided, mm -hmm. like from the outside looking sure. in, right? Oh, so yeah. from the inside looking out, yeah, like, and, yeah. like yeah. I, I would contend that if you go to any church. In any church you can think of, mm -hmm. and you ask the question, hey, do you think the church is divided uh, and competitive or united and collaborative and 90%? Divided. Divided. Yeah. Like and it, why are they comfortable with that? Maybe they feel like it's an inevitable, like you can't help it. Like, yeah. it's, a like it's, a, it's a broken world. And, That's yeah, just and I think that yeah. they think that it's a part of it. I, I feel like yeah. they think that it's a part of the whole Christian dome. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Like yeah. everybody that in this in this Christian walk that it's so it has all of these little compartments, right? right? And mm, so sure. I'm over here as Catholic, I'm over here as as a Christian, I'm over here as you know Lutheran. I mean, it's just sure. it's yeah, so separate. And you got the black and the white. And yeah, you, got sure. the, you know the affluent and the you know the yeah. not affluent. I think historically, I mean, that's the way we do between in, in any big change or movement. It gets so bad to the point where it just becomes this is how life is. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you can yeah. go back to just thinking about. It. I mean, before 1865, there were people in 1864 going, "Man, so thing ain't ever gonna get fixed." Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I think I, so. I think that that's yeah. you, you, you have get, that. You, you don't get fixed until it gets fixed. Right. You yeah. have to have those those early true. adopters. You have to yeah. have those mm -hmm. people who just yeah. believe beyond those pioneers yeah. that take you and say hey we're gonna we're gonna work on this despite what it's going to cost us sure uh, despite what sort of street cred we may lose in the midst of it yeah and mm -hmm. despite how uncomfortable it makes us sure we're gonna go after this because we believe that it makes god at my house we say it makes god's name famous right mm -hmm. right and so that's where we're antoine and i get we're, we're very connected on that is we feel like this is for the church to be united is is um uh, so key for the the world to really know who this God is, and you explain yeah. this a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but and I think too, just riding on the the trailblazer, and that that's the spirit of Dr. King's work and mm -hmm. movement, is that you know he, uh, among many in his in contemporaries, but he uh, put his put it out on the line. You know, mm -hmm. you know, took the hits, took the took the bullet in in, yep. in in the worst scenario, but got put in jail, you know, risk his family, risk his safety, risk his comfort mm -hmm. uh, in order to trailblaze an idea that had social significance born mm -hmm. from scriptural right. uh, doctrine. Yeah, doctrine. I think that's really good. So so talk about that a little bit more, um, or I guess really dig down into how the, the speeches, because everyone knows him for the I Have a Dream, but that's right. not the only speech that he did. And so how does his life parallel with the teachings of Jesus Christ and how can how can you teach the church that you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah there's yeah. a there's a scripture that Jesus says mm -hmm. he says many that's good <laughs> that one there's, there's a, a lot just there's the this one, one time the, that Jesus red, said a thing all the red font I'll take one. Thank you. <laughs> no, okay that ain't, that ain't what we talking about right now okay <laughs> I'll take one just okay. one. Yeah. one how rib. much for one, one rib. rib okay we all okay. y'all hang out too often <laughs> Sorry. way Sorry. too okay. much not come back to us we don't know what you're talking about there's a scripture there's a scripture that Jesus nobody knows what we talk okay uh there's a scripture <laughs> they're too young they're too young. yeah yep. 
That's There's right. a scripture that Jesus says. He says, if you want to gain your life, you're going to lose it. And we'll lose his life. We'll find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the, the lie that the devil has has uh, allowed the church or has put in front of the church is that to follow Christ and to take up one's cross and uh, is to give your life away and to somehow be missing out on life. And the promise of Jesus is that if you would, if you would give your life away, you actually would find the life that is that is properly designated for you mm-hmm. uh and and i think that martin luther king uh tapped into this concept of carrying your <clears throat> cross um and finding the life and living a life and having the impact that that uh, has eternal significance and heavenly significance uh, by carrying his cross. And yeah, and that's not a miserable life. I think is what right. people start, the reason why they shy away from, uh, I don't know if I want to give myself away, that cliche. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that because that, nice. that means, you see what I did there? Yeah. Um, because that means that I'm going to miss out on something or that just sounds really awful. But the truth of it is that I think it drove him to be incredibly passionate and yes. he woke up every day because he knew what he was right. going to sure, do and he sure. was, what he, what he yeah. was contributing. It, and, and, and But there was some uncomfortable oh, association. Absolutely, yeah. that and came he, with and, it. And Jesus said it's a cross. Right. And he said, hey, if I got to deal with it, you, you're going to have to deal with it. So there is some discomfort there, but the, the trick of the, of, the, of the Christian body ought to be that um, that the goodness of God is 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 beyond our circumstances, and there therefore any negative circumstance is an opportunity for God sure. to show Himself over again. Right, right. right. Uh, but but you got to be, you know that you don't you don't you don't start you don't start there. Like you, well, <laughs> you, right, you do. That's you, the hard part yeah, is dying. I mean, I I heard uh, Andy Crouch, who's the editor of Christianity Today, just mm-hmm. recently talking about the idea of. Uh, I, I won't quote it right, but it's something okay. to the effect of um, saying the only life worth live is that in which you would be doing something to the point of which you would need to be assassinated for mm. it. Yeah. Right? Like you're, you're pushing that far into uh, changing up the social structure, particularly for the, the, the workings of Christ, right. that people would want to take your life away because you have pushed so hard. That's dope. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, and again, for, for many people, they, they, they take that as a challenge and they take up that cross and go, that's the kind of life I want to lead. Yeah. But, uh, but for most people, they don't want to. And so you, you get your you know dr martin luther king's and then you get people who, who aren't there who say i'd rather just live in the status quo yeah um, i'd rather march behind them right <laughs> just yeah. right, right. see the leaders yeah sign. that's the thing the leaders are the first on the ones front line. Front yeah. Yeah. Like on the yeah. somebody gotta be you know yeah, going through the doors christmas, christmas addicts that's like, right yeah. Yeah. but they don't write about the guy on the 12th row no they <laughs> don't you know well yeah i say this at elevate all the time like you know uh Man, that was easy. Mm. I can change the world. Said no one ever. Ever. (laughs) Ever. Like, no one ever says that. No one ever woke up one morning and said, Man, I changed the world. It fit nicely into my schedule. You know? Like, so if you want to make it. You just said schedule. 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 Uh, My schedule. Schedule. Thank you. Uh, But if, if, if you want to do something that matters, and again, heavenly citizens seek heavenly impact, Mm -hmm. if you are seeking heavenly eternal impact, I think you got to be one yeah. that's willing to yeah. take up a cross. Right. And yeah. well, and I think some of the benefit that people like you uh, guys have right now as it pertains to how you relate to other people is that there is a grave discomfort amongst a whole lot of folks who are frustrated with the current constructs of the church. So they're seeing these different compartments working by themselves 
and they are not seeing impact socially as a whole. So they might be touting something really good behind the pulpit, but as it pertains to what's actually happening to improve the quality of life in a given neighborhood, they ain't seeing it. And they're seeing all the separation. And so they're frustrated by that, but haven't detached themselves from Christ from Mm -hmm. but so the things like this are appealing to them because maybe just maybe there's somebody who's speaking a different language to which they can fall into so you know it can give you a next step or or something or at least hang out like there's some people to hang out with sure uh, that are not (laughs) that are not of the mindset that we can only work segregated right Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things that I think is so interesting about Martin Luther King's full body of work is there's so much more to it than just the I have a dream speech right. you know and I sure. think what I, the reason why we chose this time is because most people are okay talking about race yeah. issues That's around Martin, Martin Luther, Luther King, King right yeah. so yeah. you can get you be can, so good in July you know July will be tough but uh, <laughs> I mean, you may be able to get in August around the the, spe- the letter to the or the speech mm-hmm. at March on Washington mm-hmm. uh, but uh, at this point you know people are wide open to you it, got all of February though you could have gone February I could have gone February but white people don't want to deal with February because it's Black History Month Okay. but MLK is somebody who has crossed over into all realms. That's interesting. Right. I hadn't thought exactly. about that. Exactly. So you get, so at our event, we'll have on stage, we'll have people of Asian descent, uh, Hispanics, whites, blacks, uh, Pakistani. I mean, these people can come together. And one of the questions we're even asking in the panel that we have that's going on that day is, how has the work of Martin Luther King affected your ethnic group? What is the work mm. of Martin Luther King and the that's civil rights movement? What has it done for your ethnic group? And and even to ask the, the white person that, right? Yeah. Like, how is, how are the, how is the white culture, in quotes, better uh, because of the work Martin Luther King did, right. and the answers are phenomenal. So I'm not going to give any of that stuff away. Why yeah, not? Yeah, that's no, no, you got to come to the event. You got to listen to this show. That's right. It's a tease. And we're going to be doing all of our our Facebook live um, for from the event on our page. So make sure that you guys stay connected to that. So we're gonna um, we're running out of time, unfortunately. But I do want to kind of end on this question, which we're already talking about um, the segregation and what's happening. But really, in Collin County, how does like what type of event is nest or is already taking place in Collin County, and how can you how can you make it less segregated? Because you guys are out there, basically. <laughs> How can, small how can let's, you make so Collin you, County? You running out of time? You ask that? Yeah. What is, let's solve the problem in Collin County. <laughs> right now, in four minutes. Thank you. Go. Four minutes. Four yeah. minutes. Go. Um, okay. Well, first of all, what what is the demographic in Collin County right now? Uh, uh, I think it's eight percent. I think. Uh, I think if you're taking, I think it's uh, twenty three percent. Other County, guys. Well, I'm thinking. I'm, I'm just trying to make sure I. I Bring in all the yeah. the minorities, right, not just right, black right. people. Okay. So I'm if I'm, I'm trying to go back to my thoughts process on, that, I think it's twenty three percent non minority or, or minority, and mm-hmm. then everything else is. Well, and the numbers are changing because there's so much movement in Collin sure, County now. Right. Frisco's yeah. growing like crazy. Yeah, McKinney's sure. growing like crazy. So all the stats are, are a couple years old, but mm-hmm. I would the the point for this conversation is that we're moving to an almost minority majority in Collin County, mm-hmm. uh, and not just not just blacks. That's black, Asian. Um, uh, I don't want to get into everybody else. Yeah, Hispanic. Sorry, everybody else. He apologizes. Indian, Middle Eastern. Okay. I just want to say the wrong thing. You know, right. have somebody. So, right. They'll Peace Facebook live you. Yeah, they're getting me upset. Okay. <laughs> but so I think um, uh, if you're talking about segregation inside the churches, it's got to come from the leadership. And leadership has got to be willing to 
uh, understand that we've been missing it as badly as we have. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. that that talking about unity is one thing, but being about unity is is a different thing. And what does being about unity look like? Yeah. And how, right, and how, how, it may begin by asking the question, what prevents me from engaging in united efforts? Mm Well, like, I think a question is, is God okay with this? We know the answer no. to that. I mean, but, okay but how many the, people? The disunity? Yeah, yeah, like how many people? But how many pastors? Pa- pastors standing up in the pulpit every single Sunday morning, looking at their predominantly whatever congregation. This You're is right. for everybody. Oh, yeah. And do they really consider like? Is God okay with the fundamental like Christ came to tear all that down? Like He came to tear down the, all of this separation. Yeah, but people love to justify. I mean, this imagine it's Christ. People sat through this again, the slavery and Jim Crow, and sure. going, how did, "Is God okay with this?" Right? Yeah. Like I think yeah. human beings just find ways to do it, and pastors are no different. And, and I think that, <clears throat> well, that the, the pastors like preaching differently toward different congregations, yeah, right? I mean, so when you go to a black church, it's going to be the word is going to be preached differently it, than you go somewhere else. To yeah. Grow a church when it's homogenous. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very difficult to grow a multicultural church, multi ethnic church, mm-hmm. right? And and there's and, and we don't want to push this idea that only multicultural churches are the ones. Sure, to do, yeah, right? yeah, that's there's not some it. Spaces that yeah. that work, but uh, I mean, again, this is me in the last ten years doing unity work. When you actually have a when you get uh, to talk to a pastor and you talk about it, they know what they go. Yeah, I think I think God is not happy with this but then you don't see any change because mm-hmm. again you're you're dealing with people's comfort you're dealing with again how am i going to grow this church how am i going to get the money i need to do this church yeah. it's a really in-depth system yeah the mm-hmm. problem is that the church is adopting a business roi based right. Uh, right, right. ministry model that some business leadership practices work really well in ministry but there's a reason why you lose your life to find it in the kingdom and you get uh you know and you the person that's looking to find their life loses it Mm -hmm. you know in other words there's an upside downness in ministry to business where there's some things that work well with stewardship but there's some things that just it's not going to work like that in so you're telling us you don't know the answer well no no, my 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 (laughs) thing is that that's good though we not right my thing is roi right this concept of stewardship being based on profit being being based on gain is is a is a, uh, a stronghold that the enemy has on the church be- because it prevents us from wanting to give ourselves away for the sake of our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. yeah. you got to change the scorecard, and that's what we talk about all the yeah. time. It can't yeah. be about what, what is what my is, church doing. What is success, is, well, yeah. ministry success, yeah. really? And what that's is good. the church doing right. in an area Not my church. as opposed to my? Take those per, those possessive pronouns away. So, you guys, unfortunately, we have to wrap this up. But thank you so much for being a part of Live Chat Radio. Absolutely. We so appreciate you guys. You. you guys, make sure that you come out to the event happening on next Sunday. It is called Community. It's Church Act on the Dream. It's happening January 5th, 15th at 530. And it's taking place at the North Dallas Community Bible Fellowship. That's 2801 East President George Bush Highway, right? Plano, Texas. Um, we're going to be doing our live stream there. We'll have some really fun uh, pre-show and after show, you know, verbiage and conversations that mm-hmm. we'll be handling. So we're very excited to be a part. And uh, is it website? Right. I'm on it right now. Community.com. That's splash yeah, that. Dot, com. Dot, I, you have to say splash that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So community.splashthat.com and you can get more information about the event. And we'll see you guys on next Friday. We'll be right back. I mean, next Sunday. Yeah. Well, it'll be Sunday by the time you guys hear this. Yeah. So Sunday. Bye. So even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, 
I still have a dream. Yo, another day, another dollar. Another raid to a murder leaves an unknown scholar And it happens from an unknown power But I guess they see it the same if they kill an unknown power, right? It's crazy to see perspective on life now Whatever's wrong, they seeing it right, right now I see marriages breaking up cause of violence And see carriages running but they move in silence And we get heated but love was never the climate Culture tells us to rush more and we facing mountains Instead of looking for the fountain Cause we can mount up on wings, G I wish we could get it together on the worst day They be like, hold up But we only get it together on the worst day And after that, so what? Man, still trying to get it together on his birthday And I'm talking about the King of Kings But I pray we still dreaming again Pray we still dreaming again, yeah uh, so how long would it really take for us to see a dream? We already sleep, we already weak About the same amount of time for us to make a meme And make an amend with who you call the enemy Cause if the enemy wasn't involved We'd still be fighting ourselves to answer the call voicemail So instead of going to voice hell We should endeavor to let the choice tell I wish we could get it together on the worst day But they be like, hold up But we only get it together on the worst day and after that, so what? Man, still trying to get it together on his birthday. And I'm talking about the King of Kings. But I pray we still dreaming again. Yeah. I pray we still dreaming again. Uh, yeah. I wish we could get it together on the worst day. But they be like, hold up. But we only get it together on the worst day. Then after that, so what? Man, still trying to get it together on his birthday. I'm talking about the King of Kings, but I pray we still dreaming again. I pray we still dreaming again and again. When we let yeah. it rain from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, we are free at last. This is Ecal, and this is Felicia, and we want you to be a part of our live live chat radio audience. So if you'd like to be a part of our live podcast audience, email us at lifechatradio at gmail.com. And make sure you visit us online at lifechatlive.com. <laughs> we can't wait to chat with you. You're listening to Live Chat Radio. Hey everybody, this is E. Calloway with E. Calloway Management. And welcome to our next live segment where we are giving you the practical creative tools for you to be what's next in business, music, and in life. Now this segment is infused with things that Felicia and I know the best. Of course, music and marketing and branding. But even if you are not in the business or in the music, you can bet that there is still something that you can grab. So we are eight days into the new year, and I bet half of you have already fell off of the bandwagon for your New Year's resolutions. I'll just wait. Yep basically. So instead of creating resolutions, which I am so not a fan of, and only because I have failed them so many times, but instead of creating resolutions that you've been trying to stick to for the past five New Year's now, I challenge you to just try and stick to one 
thing at a time. So as a lot of you know, or maybe not, on November 1st of 2016, I embarked on a challenge to create better habits for myself. Now, according to research, it takes between 61 to 66 days for a habit to become a part of your lifestyle. And these habits um, that I decided to focus on are five main areas of my life, which were health, relationship, personal growth, financial intelligence, and business development. Now, most people fall off the bandwagon and the habit creation because they overload themselves with unrealistic expectations and end up crashing and burning days into it. So I challenge you, yes, you, the person that's listening to this podcast right now, to start your own challenge for yourself on what primary habit that you need to create in order to build the life that you want. Is that practicing for 30 minutes a day or growing your knowledge in a specific area of your industry by reading or listening to helpful information daily? It could be uh, to save time I'm sorry, to save money for that new recording piece or that new instrument or whatever it is that you want to invest in, whether that's a laptop for myself because, oh, my gosh, mine is, like, completely so outdated. Um, But whatever it is that you actually want to save for, you should totally start doing that right now. Trust me, it works. And if you do it for 61 to 66 days, it will become a part of your life. It's time to step your game up. It's time to take your career to the next level. And only you have control of that. No one else. So remove distractions. Keep your eye on the prize. Yes, I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to be super difficult. And you will probably want to quit almost every single day. But if you stick to it, And if you stick to it, if you don't stop, if you actually see yourself on the other side of that 61 day mark, you will be so happy with the accomplishments that you've done and the results that you have created. All right. So, yes, I am challenging you because I am starting my own 61 day challenge again, because that's how this things work. That's how this thing works. Man, we definitely have to edit that part out. <laughs> That's how this thing works, okay? So, 61 days. You you game? You ready? Let's go. I'm doing it with you. I'll see you at day 62.
Hey guys, this is Felicia, and we are so grateful for all of you all supporting Life Chat Radio all throughout this year. You know, being a self-employed single mama is not easy, and Esther and I work really hard to make sure we are creating quality content for you guys every single week. So we thank you so much for being so supportive throughout the years, and you guys just totally make this all worthwhile. So do us a favor and make sure you continue to listen to Life Chat Radio in the coming year. Everybody, welcome back to Life Chat Radio. We hope that you enjoyed our interview today with Marcus Lloyd and Antoine Malone um, with Community, the event that's happening on this coming Sunday, the 15th for MLK. It's going to be great. We're virtually hosting it. You guys have to be there, basically. Yeah, I like what these guys are all about. Um, And they said some things that I think are phenomenal as it pertains to how uh, how unity relates to the body of Christ and how folks are kind of afraid to talk about it um, about you know even amongst pastors like it's a conversation that they don't always know how to have so yeah and that is actually I feel like that's it's more necessary within the body of Christ than not actually like the point of unity and reconciliation and you know we're divided to say the least with the everything that's happening in you know the social media world and <laughs> in social media in the church <laughs> it's all um, incredibly divided and so it's good to know that there are people out there who are making some efforts to do things that are better and that are empowering and that are bringing people together it's more than just a cliche it's something that is tried and true and folks who are actually active about making something happen so really excited to be a part of their event on next sunday again come unity uh this uh, sunday on the 15th so hope to see you guys there yes so we're talking about our our 2017 goals just for a little bit um because obviously you guys know we're in the new year and um everyone usually makes goals at the top of the year um and resolutions and all that good stuff so fee what are your 2017 goals my 2017 goals i haven't written them down yet um my very first goal was to get moved out of my apartment into another one uh so that just happened today that's really exciting my kid is getting her very first room yeah she's never had her own room before so mama's excited about that Uh, but more importantly um there are some things that i've been working on for the past several years um and i'm not i'm not to the place where I'm like, I'm ready for those things to take flight. I think that I have become a lot more realistic recently about really working an idea through as much as I can, mm-hmm. instead of hopping from one thing to the next, and also really being patient with the things that I have already um, set into motion. So I think that my goals, <laughs> Richard, you're right. Richard says that uh, his dilemma is that he hasn't written them down yet. Yeah, Richard, I'm in the boat with you. Yeah, I haven't. I hear you. I haven't quite written them down, but there are some things that I put into motion at the end of the year last year really intentionally that I'm starting to already feel the fruit of. So now Mm -hmm. it's like catch up mode mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and like I got to get legs up underneath the things that I said or that I wanted to do that I started to put into motion at the end of last year. So, yeah, um, yeah I just want to keep riding some things out. Very good. Um, so mine, I have a few, but mainly I really want to be more intentional with with like connecting to more 
brands this year. So um, with the events that I have planned already, like I want to get some brand partners that's actually going to be around for a really long time and not just like, oh, so this is a one-off, you know? Right, right, right. Um, So that's really my focus. And then I really want to make sure that I am falling into season. So I've been on this whole thing about like feeling like I'm out of season at times or, you know, it's, it's, it's winter and I feel like I'm in spring and all that type of stuff. So I really want to focus this year on making sure that I am doing exactly what I need to do every season of my life, specifically in fall, winter, spring. Right. You know, summer. Yeah. Basically. It's so easy to want something that it's not time for you to have, too. Mm-hmm. I think that's really great. I think that we see a whole lot of people, and it feels like if we're looking at other folks, they've got all of these things that they got going on, and we mm-hmm. also want the exact same thing. Um, and I don't think that that's for everybody. Right. I think it's really important, like you said, to your point, to pay attention to the things that are going on around you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. <laughs> This person says to smile. Girl, I'm mainly supposed to be talking. (laughs) You guys are funny. Uh, But to pay attention to the things that are going on (laughs) around you and to really fall into place with with what's what's there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and and understanding what you're supposed to be doing in every season, I think, is is one of the biggest things that. I was having a problem with so it's so important to not like when you're looking at other people and you feel like that's what I want I want to be there it's not about that it's about knowing why you are where you are and what you missed doing in the season prior to that right so right now even in agriculture this is a season of cultivation right so you're supposed to be cultivating in my stance and my goal for this first quarter is to really cultivate those relationships right. so that in the interim of the year right. they start I can start planning and then, yeah exactly right. and I can actually start reaping the benefits right. of that and so I think that it's super important to know um, what happens in each season and what you're supposed to be doing what right. action you're supposed to be taking in that season right. especially as entrepreneurs I think and you guys know you're talking to a couple of entrepreneurs but I think it's really important to pace yourself especially if you think that you're going to be in something uh, for the long Long haul, And if you're going to be an entrepreneur and you want to be successful at it, I think it's important to get the mindset of I'm in this for the long haul and know that in this season, it's going to this season is going to yield a certain kind of result just right. because of the kind of season that it is. Right. Or that you may not even get results in this season. That, that this may be the season to. you're supposed to be planning right. instead of looking for something to come from it. Like right. if you're missing your planning season, you're not going to reap the harvest, basically. So when it's time for you to actually sit back and mm-hmm. chill and enjoy the fruits of your labor, yeah. you're busy working because you didn't do what you were supposed to do when it was time to plant and it was time to trim and right. cultivate and you know all the right stuff, where so. have you seen that in your business esther um with as far as seasons uh-huh. yeah i i think that i've seen it mainly in i mean just just from the financial side specifically is that when when you don't or when i don't take the time to invest in the relationships and cultivate those relationships right. and plant seeds in those relationships that when it's time to actually reap the harvest of those relationships there is no harvest to reap because i haven't done the work prior and and specifically again in the financial component because right. it all kind of ties in together it's not right. just finances but that's only um you know something that's going to pay off basically you, right. you have that payoff at the end right 
I've, I've been missing that payoff in some areas that I'm like, uh, I missed something there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There are probably a lot of places where we're both missing some payoff just because mm-hmm. we've neglected to go back and look and where we've planted. Right. I think it's important, too, to go back and see where you kind of accidentally planted. Right. Because there might be some things that are yielding harvest in those areas mm-hmm. and you haven't even really been paying attention to those. So that's right. a really great point. Yeah. Um, one of our friends, uh, Karen, says that I think entrepreneurs can get caught up in getting the list done versus mm-hmm. creating a healthy list, realistic list. That is so true, especially yeah. at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I think we unload all of these different ideas. Oh, I want to do A, B, C, D, yeah. 25, 65, 85, instead of saying, I want to do A, yeah. or I want to do A through three, yeah. and really work all the pieces out of those just as much as we can in order to get the best results. Yeah, and I talk about that in the next life segment, is how to just really focus on one thing at a time. Um, one of the podcasts that I listen to, uh, he talks about a power list. And so on this list, it's basically only five things that you're supposed to be doing in a day basically and so what we do is that we have a list of 20 things that we want to check off in one day that we end up looking at the day and saying I only did three because you feel overwhelmed right Right. and so if you determine out of the things that I need to get done what are most imperative right Right, right, so let me pick five things and where can I I really put good energy into those Mm -hmm. am I going to just check those off because I feel like they need to be done or am I investing time in that idea because I want it to be great like I want the 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 fruit from that work to be phenomenal right right and and it, choosing the things that needs to go on the list that's going to make the phenomenal work right? right and so not those little things that you're basically just trying to say i'm doing something you, you it, the busy work right so it's the it's the busy work versus the productive work and so in 2017 the point is to be productive right and i would much rather let some things go by the wayside sure. that are unimportant and that i could live without mm-hmm. or that i can get to later than to not do the things that I really need and then you know I don't get the results that I'm, yeah, that I'm looking that for yeah. we'll talk more about entrepreneurship you'll you'll hear us talk about it a ton on the podcast if you're not already subscribed to the podcast please go find us all you have to do is start by going to lifechatlive.com or we're also on Google Music iTunes Stitcher SoundCloud so go subscribe there we've got really phenomenal interviews that happen all year long you can go and get caught up on our series our last series was called how to start a revolution that's what we did at the very end of the year So go go and get caught up on all of our series. Subscribe. And every time we have a new show pop up, it'll ding. And this show that you're watching us, uh, Facebook Live right now, will actually be up this Thursday. Absolutely. And uh, you guys, again, we we don't... This is a free podcast. We don't get paid for this. Um, and we're not asking you to pay or anything, but we are asking you to invite someone. So mm-hmm. even from our feed, if you are enjoying this video, share it. If you're enjoying this podcast, share it. Like invite somebody that you know is going to actually gain some knowledge from what we're talking about. And um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. We had a great show today. Thanks, guys, for watching us Happy on Facebook New Year. Live. Thanks for listening Welcome to the show. Let's get yeah. it. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> They called it Mission Impossible Way too many obstacles Infected by sin Now they saying it's inoperable Man, that's just illogical My God is unstoppable Tell me that this generation done I got a problem, dude Raise my hand, question Where is the investment? If we ain't putting nothing in them Except for breakfast Really what you expect If you press an eject Rewind, take the time And dig a little deeper To the bottom line It ain't over We ain't nowhere close to the finish line Quicker plan if you ain't out here trying to spend time, kids are dying Don't you understand what I'm saying? Let me break it down for everybody, baby dog Martin Luther Malcolm X
coming back Dealing with the generation that I don't know how to act Send me in the fire, Lord, just so I can pull him back I refuse to watch him burn, it don't matter white or black Cause we serve a God that's bigger than that Why don't you take a look around, you see a proper react And if you choose to use my voice, then I'ma hook him with that I'm trying to start a revolution in my b-boy stance with the Malcolm X, they ain't never coming back Dealing with the generation that I don't know how to act was worth it and it's not cliche there is so much i like to say and there are generations aimless lacking vision living for today and not tomorrow yo the rain across the city sorrows and no government can save the people yo our time is borrowed so the church we need to step it up and parents raise the children up and make the dream reality by any means let's lift them up and god is asking us the same question as isaiah whom shall i send to represent within this